This is Active Christianity's Living the Gospel podcast. Join us as we explore different aspects of the gospel according to the Bible and how we can put this into practice in daily life. Hi everyone, and welcome to Living the Gospel. I'm Kathy. And I'm Julia. And we're coming to you from very frosty Canada on this Wednesday in mid-February. Yep. Hoping that winter is on its way out here. Although in reality, not likely. <laughs> the hopes are not high, actually. <laughs> Our topic today is... Is temptation is not sin. So it can sound like a really obvious statement in a way. But to know that and to understand it when we're in the moment of temptation is actually it's a, different a very different yeah. thing. Yeah. So we have an article um, on activechristianity.org called What You Need to Know About Temptation. So the article starts with a few questions. Is it possible to be tempted and not realize it? Is it possible to sin without being aware? And what does it mean to be tempted? You experience temptation when a thought comes to your mind and you are aware that to act according to that impulse would be wrong. You come to a moment of decision. Will I choose to sin here or will I choose to overcome sin? Everyone is tempted when they are drawn away by their own desires and enticed. It's written in James 1.14. A temptation is always conscious. You are aware that to give in to this thought would be to sin, to do what you know to be wrong. And it's important to remember that you can't be tempted without the thought first coming into your mind. That is the temptation, not sin you have committed. So that's kind of, I mean, right away, like Satan would like any tool to come at you and discourage you. Yeah. So as soon as, for, for me, it's happened so many times when I come into temptation, if I'm tempted to whether it's, yeah, grumpiness or complaining or impurity or anything like that, as soon as the thought pops in, Satan would come right away and try and discourage you with, ew, that's in your flesh. That's that's popping into your mind. How horrible are you? How gross are you? But like it's written here that you can't be tempted without the thought first coming into your mind. So in order to have a victory over a temptation, first that thought needs to pop into your mind. Yeah. In Revelations, it's written to the churches in Asia Minor, to he who overcomes. It isn't written to those who are perfect or those who have never gone through temptation. It, the promises are written to he who overcomes temptation. So if we want to to receive those promises, we have to overcome, mm-hmm. right? So temptations are actually a crucial part of our life. Which is why James says in his letter to count it all joy when you fall into various trials and temptations, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Yeah. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So that's actually the way to perfection is yeah. through these temptations. Yeah. Then the article goes on. Um, the next topic is how to respond to temptation. It has to do with your attitude. What do you want more, eternal life with Jesus or the passing pleasure of sin? That always has to be in your mind. Then you'll never agree with the thought that is coming into your mind. Go to God in humility and pray, God, give me strength to stand here and to not give in. I am weak, but you are strong. Give me grace to overcome. You can't overcome without power from Him, without the power of the Holy Spirit. You need His grace to be victorious. And then, of course, He gives you that power. 
For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Second mm. Chronicles 16.9. You can't stop a temptation from coming into your thoughts, but you can disagree with it and stop it from coming into and affecting your spirit. Yeah. So that actually reminds me of this um, example that Martin Luther gave one time. Mm. He said it this way, that you can't stop a bird from flying over your head, right? But you can stop it from building a nest on your head and living there. So, he compared that with temptation. Mm -hmm. So, you can't help that these temptations are coming. You have a flesh. And actually, that shows that you're a perfectly normal human being. Right. Every human being has a flesh in which dwells no good thing. Paul told us that. We know that for sure. Yeah. And he also wrote in Corinthians that no temptation has overtaken you except for such as is common, common to, to man. man right. So, everything you're tempted to, Satan will come at you and try and make you feel so icky and gross because yeah. that's in your flesh. Yeah. But this is common. Everybody has yeah. these temptations, yeah. you know? <laughs> exactly. It's very important to remember, like, you don't, there's nothing that you're going to be tempted to that actually isn't common to man. And there can be things that you're tempted to that actually make you feel very, very bad about yourself. Mm-hmm. Or Satan would like to or Satan use would like them to, to try to yeah. make you feel bad about yeah. yourself. But if it's there and God has shown it to you, that means you can overcome it. So, you see it. That's like that bird flying over your head. You see the temptation and you know that you're tempted. But at that point, you make a decision. No, I'm not going to let this thought stay. And I'm going to fight and I'm going to go to the throne of grace and I'm going to ask for help. And then I'm going to get all the power I need to stand against this until it is overcome. And it takes some time sometimes to, to fight and fight until you've overcome that entirely. It takes time. But as long as you haven't agreed with it, as long as you haven't said, yes, I, I, I'm going to allow this thought, I'm going to dwell on it, I'm going to let it live in me, as long as you haven't, that's the same as in that example, you aren't letting it build a nest on your head. You're right. not letting it live. So, to You're give, actually overcoming. You are overcoming. Even if you are continuously tempted, yeah, yeah. you are continually overcoming as long as you haven't agreed to it. So, it's actually very important to understand that because you can feel, why isn't it stopping? Why am, why am I still like this? Right. But as long as you keep saying, I don't want this, then you're overcoming it. Yeah. And actually, the article goes on to say that. So, if we continue reading, it says... Even when the temptation lasts for a long time, when there's something in you that fights for life and wants the opposite of God's will, that is your flesh trying to assert itself. It can feel like the temptation is going on and on and on, but it's important to understand that as long as you're fighting it, you're not sinning. If you are consciously saying, no, I will not do this thing I'm tempted to do, I will not get angry, I will not be envious, I will not allow impure thoughts, then you're not sinning, no matter how long the temptation lasts. Then you're living in victory. It's a very conscious fight, but then sin will die, and when it's dead, it's dead. If another temptation comes up, it's something new you're fighting against. You have to understand that. It's not that old thing coming back from the dead. It's a new enemy, it's a new battle, and once again, you are able to resist it until it is dead. Yeah. So, it, yeah, that's exactly how it is. Like it's, And that's how most things are. Like, for example, if I think about unthankfulness if I'm victorious, like if I'm tempted to be unthankful and I get the victory, three seconds later it can come up again. And yeah. that's, if, you know, if you if you fight and get victory over things, eventually you will come into rest and you won't be tempted anymore, but that takes time. Mm -hmm. And so every time it comes up, you have to think of it as this is a new enemy and that there are a finite number of them. Mm -hmm. This is not an endless struggle, yeah. but each 
Each victory won is one less that I have to win in the future until I come to rest. So the important thing to remember is that that's not you. If I've taken a position of faith that Mm -hmm. I want to do God's will, then these things coming up from my flesh, they're my flesh. They're not me. It's not me until... Until I say that I agree with it. Yeah. We had, growing up, we had um, one visiting friend who came sometimes and, and spoke at church, and his name was Jethro Vincent, and he had this gift for making things so simple and making them stick in your head. And I remember him talking about this and saying, this thought can come into your head, but it's not lo- yours unless you say, I want it. Yeah. And that's yeah, how I it remember is. that clearly. Yeah. Yeah. But then also, that doesn't remove the seriousness of how we take it. Right. So it goes on to say here that, you can never take a moment to think, well, should I do it or shouldn't I? How mm. far can I go? Is it really so wrong? Etc. Thoughts like that prove that you are not serious about overcoming, and sooner or later, or later you will give in to sin. It's allowing Satan to get your ear. Without delay, you must say, get behind me, Satan. And then he has to disappear. For it's written. And then you throw God's word at him, just mm. as Jesus showed us. Mm. Satan has no power against the word of God. You can live in this victory every day in every situation and live a completely pure life. You throw God's word at him, it says. Mm -hmm. So then it's important to prepare yourself for temptations, right? Right. So Paul writes about putting on the whole armor of God. And how do we do that? Is we read, we need to get to know God's word. And we need to get to know these weapons that we have for temptation, right? We need to know what, what the word says about it and how, how it should be in temptation. And then we, then we have it already when we need it. Exactly. Right. And, and to pray too. Pray beforehand. God, I know that I'm weak in this area and I know that I'm going to be tempted. So strengthen me and help me so that when, like, be, be prepared. Think about it beforehand and prepare yourself for, for what you know is going to come. Cause you know, I know the areas where I'm weak. So I can't just like, you know, hope for the best. I have to prepare myself. I have to arm myself for the battles that I know are going to come. Right? Otherwise, you're on that battlefield empty-handed yeah. with those enemies around you. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if you do prepare yourself, then you have your weapon and you just cut them down one by one. And like like I said, it's a finite number of them. There's an end, there's an yeah. end to it. Yeah. It's hopeful, actually. Yeah. And I know, too, like one verse that has been so incredibly helpful for me um, many times, like when you come into temptations and your mind can can be filled with, temp- well, temptation, but it comes as these thoughts, right? And then it can be sometimes that you're like, what do I do with these thoughts? How do I get rid of them all? And one verse that has been very helpful for me has been in Philippians 4, verse 8, where he says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, noble, just, pure, lovely, Whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So, you can train your mind mm-hmm. in a different pattern, mm-hmm. right? Re- where replace those thoughts Yeah, replace else. those thoughts. Yeah. Pray for someone else. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that you know needs some, needs some help in the spirit. Or, you know, go out and do something good for someone else. Or, you know, just get yourself out of that situation where, where you're so strongly tempted. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, we have another article actually on the website that someone had written. It was a testimony called My Keys for Overcoming. And I remember he wrote in that testimony that one thing that he was very careful to do was to make sure he kept himself out of these situations that he knew would lead to 
to certain things coming right. up in his right. flesh, right? Well, we so, always hear that analogy that if somebody is a recovering alcoholic, they don't go sit in a bar yeah. and think, I'm not going to drink. Yeah. That's that's idiotic, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so we have putting to have, yourself in the path of temptation. Yeah, yeah, we have to have that same attitude when it comes to areas that we know we're weak. So the article ends with a section titled, You Have to Hate Sin. It's actually very simple. When you see sin, you hate it and overcome it. As long as you don't agree with or accept it, then you aren't accountable for it. Because as soon as you got to see it, then you've been doing God's will, which is to overcome it. These situations teach you to be more awake. They help you to learn and to grow. It's a pathway you're walking on, the path through the flesh. And all of these situations are there so that you become more and more free from sin in the flesh. In this way, you will become more and more in tune with God and with his will for your life. Mm. I know that one thing that for me has been really good about temptation. If you want to say it that way, I don't know how else to say it, but when I've come into times where something I've been in a lot of need about something, mm-hmm. but sometimes there come like really big trials, right? And situations that are really hard. And I remember one time just driving in my car and just crying, crying about something, but at the same time feeling so close to God right. about it because I was in this state where I had to be, like before his throne the whole time, pretty much like asking for help. And like, I was in so much need about it. And then afterwards, of course I didn't enjoy that time of going through that trial, but afterwards I felt like I gained so much from it because I was so close to God through it. And that's happened several times throughout my life. And then you almost think not that I want to be going through those huge trials and, but I want to get closer and closer to God. Yeah. So these things are the opportunities for me to do that. I, I learn to live there at the throne of grace where I get my help. Yeah. Right. Well, that's exactly. And I've had it the same way too. Like you come into these situations and, you know, with our human short sightedness in the moment, all you can see is, mm-hmm. is, Oh, this again. And this is coming again. And I, why am, why am I like this? Why is it always like this? But like you said, it it brings you to the end of your own strength and yeah. you have to go to God for yeah. help. And then you become closer with him and it's, it's written, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And what, what on earth more could we want than a close personal relationship with God? Like you can say the immediate result of taking a temptation the right way is beyond blessed. This connection that you <laughs> yeah. get. Yeah. And it's written too about the fellowship of his sufferings about Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. So he's, he's been through these things. He's been on earth as a human, and he knows what it is to be tempted. Yeah. And when we're faithful in our in our temptations to overcome, then we experience fellowship with Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Which mm-hmm. is the coolest thing, it because is. one day we're going to inherit with him. Yeah. And I remember uh, one time one of our friends said this um, in church, and it has always stuck out to me. It comes back to me over and over again. And he said that on Judgment Day, he was talking about the way to live your life. And he said, basically, to live your life in such a way that on Judgment Day, I can look Jesus in the eye and I can thank him for being my brother through thick and thin and for giving me the victory time and time again. Mm. And I just, I, that, I've thought wow. of that, about that so many times in wow. situations that that's the idea. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that's how it's going to be if we take it the right way. What a great picture. Yeah. What a great yeah. thing to keep in front of me as a as yeah. a reason to overcome. Yeah. Right? So and thanks, I, Mike, for that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, too, um, just we, we hear so often that life is a vapor. Yeah. It's a short time we're here on this earth where we're learning to overcome and we're 
we're here to be prepared for eternity, right? right? And we've That's talked. Malenko has talked about that before. Actually, Malenko and Eunice did a whole podcast episode about that, didn't they? That's right. About being, we're here to be prepared for eternity, and then we're going to go into eternity one day, and we're not going to have this burden of our flesh anymore. Mm. We're not even going to be tempted anymore, mm-hmm. and that's going to be incredible. It's, I can't wait till we live on the new earth, and it's like uh, we can't even possibly fathom how blessed it's well and that's the thing the promises for what we can become and attain in our life are incredibly great but those promises can only become true through temptation here's here's another thing that um that was said by somebody that we know and he said that it's not just that we'll be together with all the saints and apostles it's that it will be fitting that we are together with them because we have lived the same life we've partaken of the same spirit and god has used us in our time and our generation yeah. like that's the promise we have that we yeah not just that we'll see abraham and isaac and jacob and and peter and paul and jesus but that it'll be right for us to be together wow. with them because we will have wow. been as faithful where we stand yeah and we can't have these victories and this overcoming without yeah. the temptation first. And that's so. a reality. It's not just something like, oh, that's not like, yeah. I yeah. can't think of myself as being uh, like yeah. equal with these people. Yeah. But what what am I here for then? I am here to become like Jesus. Like, that's what I can learn. And of course, I'm not there. I'm not saying I'm there. No, right. But that's what I'm learning. And that's what I'm working. That's what my whole life is focused towards. is to become like Jesus so that when I go into eternity, I am worthy of mm-hmm, all of that mm-hmm. and to say like to look at that and be like oh, oh no that's that's too high we can't talk like that that's not humility that's unbelief yeah that is unbelief that's true right so we need to yeah with that as our goal that actually can just get you through the temptations yeah. like yeah <laughs> so and then and then you learn to see that temptation like we have a song in ways of the lord our church songbook and the chorus says oh what a golden opportunity i'm tempted and i see the sin that dwells in me in God's great might, I will rise up and fight. Each sin will be condemned and victorious I'll stand. And that can be a reality. Mm-hmm. We see these temptations as golden opportunities. And of course, it's hard in the moment of temptation, but if we have that vision before us, okay, now is the moment. Here's my golden opportunity to overcome and to use this so that I don't sin, but I learn more, I grow more in the virtues of Christ, and then I... I I get more that I take into eternity with mm-hmm. me that way. Mm-hmm. They say attitude is everything, right? So it's if you have it, if you look at the temptations this yeah. way, then they can become a yeah. gold mine. And like so. we said, you have to prepare yourself for it. That's that makes all the difference in the world. It really does. Well, that's all we had for today. Yeah, that was we kind of read through the article, right? Yeah. So, so you can go on and you can are on the website and you can read it for yourself. Yeah, and, and we'll put also, a link in the yeah we'll in put the a link up. And there's also an amazing video that you can check out on the website. The video is called "Temptation and Sin: How Can You Tell the Difference?" So that's a really good one on this topic as well. All right. Well, have a great week, everybody. We'll yeah. see you again soon. Yeah. Have a good week, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.